Welcome to 7 Questions About Death. I'm Beth Jansen. Most people are pretty uncomfortable talking about death. I hope this program can help to change that and make death a more natural topic of conversation. On today's program, my guest is Julie. In that case, uh, I was actually in a car being driven home to change. They thought he would live several hours, and I had rushed to the hospital from work. Question one. What do you believe happens to a person's consciousness or spirit after the body dies? Obviously, I'm not really sure, <laughs> but... um. I'm pretty sure something continues on afterwards. I've had, I guess, about three or four experiences after people have died of feeling a sense of their presence or their spirit quite strongly. It's always been very comforting, those experiences. And yeah, I think that the spirit continues in some other way. Do you have any thoughts about what happens right after the body dies? Hmm. I've been with three people as they've died and uh, one I wasn't right in the room but the most recent experience was with my aunt who died about 10 years ago and as she died I had this very strong image of these beautiful pink ballet slippers on point sort of dancing off up <laughs> above her body going up into the sky she died in a hospital room and it was very unexpected. I mean, my aunt wasn't a dancer at all, uh, although she really liked the arts, but I just had this sense of a very buoyant spirit leaving her body in a really kind of joyful way. So I don't know for sure, of course, and it maybe varies from person to person, maybe the circumstances of someone's death impacts uh, things as well. But in her case, I definitely had a strong sense of her spirit leaving her body. And the other thing with the three people that I've seen die, it was so clear that their spirits were no longer there. Their bodies were so inanimate and so not them anymore. They were them and they weren't them. And I really felt that was in a way a lesson uh, of being there that our lives are so much more than just our bodies, that the spirit that animates them is, is the thing. Where do you think the spirit goes? Well, I think with all three of those people, I think their spirits hung around for a while, especially um, the, the first person I was with when they died was a very dear friend who died quite young in very tragic circumstances. And uh, probably about three weeks after her death, I was in a meeting, we were talking about creating um, an award uh, in her memory. And um, I had a very strong sense of her presence there um, and, and that she was really happy with what we were talking about and thinking about. So yeah, I felt in that case, and I think with my dad, who was uh, the second person I, uh, was with uh, through his passing. Yeah, they they hung around for a while. 
I haven't had those kinds of strong sense of connection with them for quite a long time. Do you think about where they may have gone after that? Or is that not something that you think about? I think to some extent, my sense is uh, I experience their presence through memories of them. And sometimes through, you know, things that I have that were theirs. So I think for me, their spirits partly live on through my memories of them. I mean, I guess that sounds a little bit cliched or maybe a little bit trite, but not at all. It's true. So I feel like I can, I'm still feel a sense of connection with them. And, you know, I, when I think about how they lived their lives and about my experience of them. So I think that's the kind of afterlife uh, in, in the memories of the people that, that knew us and loved us. Question two. Have you ever been present when someone else's life ended? Yes, I was with a friend, uh, my friend who died very young, and I was in uh, the room for several hours of my dad's last hours. Uh, I wasn't in the room right when he died, and then I was in the room when my aunt died. All three of them died in hospitals. Is there anything about one or more of those experiences that you feel comfortable sharing? Sure. I mean, in the case of my friend who died quite young, uh, she died in an ICU room and after a, uh, an illness. And I had been in the hospital room. There were many people there because she had a, a big community. And they were all outside in the waiting area outside the ICU where people can sit and uh, I had been in the room for, I don't know, a couple of hours maybe uh, with her and her partner and her brother and another friend. And then I went out, maybe I don't remember why I left the room, uh, but I was out in the waiting area with, with this large group of people. And suddenly I heard her voice in my head and she said, what are you doing out there? Leave those people, get back in here. I need you in here. <laughs> and it, it was... Um, it was so clear and um, direct, and I just stood up uh, and I walked back into the ICU room, uh, and uh, she died shortly after that. And yeah, that was a really uh, stunning experience because it was so unexpected. Somehow it was a bit comforting to know that, well, I did what she wanted me to do, so there was some comfort in that. The night before she died, I had a very strong sense she was going to die the next day. And I actually was in bed and had a sense of this black leopard or panther um, skulking around in my bedroom and a very menacing presence. And I was pretty sure that was death. And it was a, a warning or a message that she was going to die the next day. And so there was a lot of sort of spiritual energy maybe I would say for me around uh, the time of her death and then also a few weeks after she died. Maybe for somebody listening to that story it sounds kind of weird or strange but actually it was all well the panther skulking in the bedroom wasn't comforting but I kind of felt like I knew why it was there. So those experiences were actually quite comforting and you know, in an odd way, kind of reassuring. So that's what I would say about 
the first person. And the second person was my dad. He had been ill for some years. And so his death wasn't uh, a surprise, but he did collapse at home and uh, from a brain hemorrhage, which was a result of a, a rare bone marrow disease that he had. Uh, and he died in the emergency room uh, at our local hospital. In that case, uh, I was actually in a car being driven home to change. They thought he would live several hours and I had rushed to the hospital from work and I was dressed up and not very comfortable. So I left and a friend drove me home to change and then I was going to go back to the hospital. And as we were driving home, it had been very, very stormy that day and suddenly the storm broke and this huge ray of sunshine uh, illuminated a beautiful maple tree. He died in November and the tree was in, you know, really beautiful red color. And I just knew in that flash that he had died. And then a few seconds later, a friend who was in the hospital room with my mom and him phoned and said that he had just died. So again, I there was a kind of comfort in that connection that I had with him. And when he died, there was a real sense of calm. He had a lot of struggle and not pain, fortunately, but so that was the second one. And then the third one was my aunt who had also had a, a somewhat prolonged illness. And uh, her passing was uh, also very peaceful. I mean, I would say with all three of these, I was very fortunate and I guess they were too, that their, their deaths were quite peaceful. There was a lot of, uh, a lot of grace uh, in, in, their, in their ending, not so much my friend who, who died tragically and young, but my dad and my aunt. I think because my friend's last month was quite horrific with the illness that she had, uh, I kind of knew what a good death looked like. <laughs> She didn't have uh, a good death, although it was peaceful, I would say, and at least from my experience of it. But my dad and my aunt both had very peaceful passings, so I knew to be grateful for that, and I was, and I felt very grateful for them. I had really good uh, relationships with them, feeling a little bit emotional here. <laughs> so I felt a lot of gratitude, actually, after their deaths for the relationships that I had with them. Question three. Have you ever experienced communication from someone who is no longer alive in the physical world? Or have you wondered if you were receiving communication from someone who has passed on? Yeah, I think the strongest experience I had of that was the one I um, did mention in a previous answer with my friend who died quite young uh, after a very tragic illness. And as I described, it was about three weeks later and we were in a meeting to create a memorial award for her. Uh, and I had a very strong sense of her presence and that she was really happy with what we were talking about and how we were imagining the award. And uh, I looked up, I was so surprised because <laughs> again, I, I kind of had a sense of her voice and her going, yes. <laughs> And kind of um, pumping her arm, which was something she did when she was happy um, or excited about something. And I looked up and one of the other women in the room uh, said she really liked that idea. And I said, yes, I experienced that too. <laughs> so it wasn't just me uh, in, in the room experiencing her presence. It was another 
colleague um, who was not someone I would have expected to say something like that or experience something like that. And yeah, and I, I think from time to time, especially I've started to um, practice meditation a little bit more. And I, I have some very strong uh, sense of being loved by people who have passed on. Uh, so that sense is not as specific to a particular person. Yeah, I definitely feel very cradled, actually, by, by the love of people who have passed before me. Question four. Who do you want to be with you when you die? And what circumstances would you choose if you could choose them for your death? Well, to the first question, I don't know who I would want to have with me. <laughs> if I could choose, I would choose to go out in the middle of living. I would prefer not to know that my death was coming and be nice to die doing something I loved. I'd like it to be quick. I'd like not to have pain. I'm sure everybody feels that way. And I would rather not know it was imminent. I don't like goodbyes. I would like to feel I've said what I want to say to people each day. <laughs> I don't think a lot about my own death. You know, I think that's going to happen when it happens. And uh, I prefer to focus on my life and on what I'm doing and trying to make the most of right now. Question five. How do you feel about the fact that you will die? Are you afraid of your death? Hmm. No, I don't think I'm afraid of my own death. I hope that I don't die in pain. I hope I don't die in some excruciatingly stressful, you know, like in a car accident or something like that. I think that would be not what I would choose. But no, I don't feel scared of dying or death. And I mean... Everything that lives dies, so kind of just is the way it is. And I guess, you know, we see in nature that when something dies, something else is born, usually, or something else grows. So there are cycles to like all life, whether it's plant life or, or animal life or human life. I guess there's a kind of reassurance of sorts in that. I think too, like, you know, these questions and, and this topic, they're things that all of our predecessors have grappled with. I mean, you know, you just have to read literature or look at art from centuries ago to know that this is something that's preoccupied everyone. And for good reason, we, we don't know. We don't know what happens when we die. Uh, we won't know really until we get there. So I guess as I get older, I feel more kind of curious and interested. I think probably when I was younger, I was more scared of dying. I think death was very scary when I was young. And maybe now that I've been with people who have died and, you know, have lived more of my life, it doesn't seem so um, scary or foreign or distant. It sounds like your level of acceptance is fairly high. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess that's part of, you know, the being with three people, there are actually five people close to me who died within a, a space of 10 years. And three of them, as I've described, I was with, but 
the other two I saw in the last uh, days of their life. And I guess, you know, being on those journeys with those people, um, it's hard not to learn quite a bit, you know, about yourself and about how life is fragile and also tenacious, I think, at the same time. You know, maybe getting older, having those experiences has given me more sense of resilience or comfort and acceptance. Yes, acceptance. You're listening to CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton. You're listening to Seven Questions About Death. I'm Beth Jansen. If you'd like to be interviewed, or if you have a comment about the show, please get in touch. My email is sevenquestionsaboutdeath at gmail.com. The seven is the number seven. Question six. Are there any traditions or practices connected with death which you find meaningful? Well, in all three of the, well, all five actually of the people uh, that were close to me that died, um, we had memorial services. And I would say those were all really meaningful. Probably the one that surprised me the most was my dad's because I thought it would be very hard to be at his memorial service and very emotional. And it was emotional, but it was actually really wonderful because um, several uh, of his friends and other people spoke. Uh, my brother spoke. I read a reading from the Bible, and it was a very large service for him. He was someone well known in the community, and to be in that community of friends and people who cared about him and who cared about us was actually really wonderful and really buoying. And I was uh, so surprised that that was how I felt. It felt a little bit magical to me. Some of the people that spoke, and. I still think sometimes actually about his memorial because it really was wonderful. Such a fitting tribute to his life. He did a lot uh, in his life and the memorial really captured um, him and, and many different elements of his life and stages of his life. And I was so glad in the end, you know, I'd sort of dreaded it, as I said, and thought, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be able to get through it. <laughs> and in the end, yeah, it was it was just wonderful. It was wonderful to be with people that uh, cared about him and loved him and remembered him and had been part of his life. So I guess um, from my experience, those memorial services where we get to remember the life of the person, because his last year he was very ill. It was a very hard time for all of us. And the memorial was about the time before that, <laughs> uh, where he hadn't been ill, where he had done a lot of things and uh, had a lot of fun and enjoyed many things. So it reminded me of all that, which I'd sort of forgotten in, in the challenge of the year before he died. The other thing I guess I would say is um, that uh, with him and also with my aunt, uh, I go regularly to the cemetery where they're buried. And uh, so for their birthdays, the anniversaries of their death, Christmas, Easter, I find that quite um, meaningful and comforting they're buried in uh, in a close together in uh, a cemetery near where I live, and uh, it's really beautiful. It's very park-like and very um, 
tranquil and it's it's a lovely place to go it's very active there are a lot of families that will be there or people that will be there when I go when the weather is nice there are often people walking or jogging because it's such a pretty place um, the people in the community kind of go there and use it although it's a cemetery in a kind of strange way it's kind of vibrant too <laughs> and filled with life and you know lovely trees and and so on and for me the act of going there and usually taking flowers or a plant is kind of comforting and knowing their remains are in a very beautiful place I find that helpful question seven if you could ask a source of all knowledge some questions about death what would you ask I think it's a bit of a hard question to answer because when you ask a question, you have to be ready for whatever the answer might be. And I don't know, maybe ignorance is bliss to some extent. I'm not sure. I guess the thing I would be most curious about is what happens after we die. And yet at the same time, maybe I don't really want to know. Maybe I just want to, you know, be okay with the way I imagine things now and um, maybe I need to or maybe I would want to be content knowing that eventually I'll find that out but for now I'm not sure I'm not sure I guess is the answer the most honest answer I can give to that question I'm not sure what I would really want to know but I guess if I had to pick one question that would be it what happens when we die where do we go where does our spirit go if anywhere. Yeah, it's a good consideration. Do you really want to know? Because if there is a source of all knowledge, if we are spirits that live on, there are reasons that we don't know. Yeah, and I guess too, I have a sense of probably having had some past lives. So I guess in some ways, again, from my own experience, I could believe in reincarnation. So I guess I'll just add that. It's a newer experience for me and sort of thought for me, although my aunt who I referenced um, definitely felt she'd had past lives and talked a little bit about what she thought they were. And I think for her, it was a, a source of interest and curiosity. And she was very um, kind of lighthearted talking about that. But yeah, I don't know that I really want to know. Okay, so you would not ask the source of all knowledge whether reincarnation is a thing? Probably not, because then I'd have to worry about what was the life I was going to be reincarnated into going to be like. I just want to focus on the one I've got right now. thanks to today's guest, Julie. The song that you just heard is called Path of Grace by Alexa Sunshine Rose.
You've been listening to Seven Questions About Death. I'm Beth Jansen. If you're interested in being interviewed, or if you have a comment or a question, please get in touch. My email is sevenquestionsaboutdeath at gmail.com. The seven is a number seven. Thanks for listening.